What's up, guys, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Binge Mode made its grand return earlier this month, and Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion are deep diving on the Star Wars franchise, covering every movie, the newly released Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian, and fan favorite characters. You can check out new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And up on the site, we have more Mandalorian coverage written by Micah Peters, Allison Herman, and Ben Lindbergh, as well as staff-wide surveys throughout the season. You can check it all out on theringer.com. Welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here, along with Heel producer Jim Cunningham. What's happening, Jim? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing better than you. I mean, you lost your best bet again. I give you a $2 million pick every week. You took the Steelers plus three. Not a very memorable game. I don't remember what happened in that game, but uh, I, think, I think they lost. They lost big to the Browns. It turns out you're not good at this. You're on the right podcast. I $2 know. Million. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I uh, I went four for four, though, on uh, FanDuel on my daily layouts oh, this weekend, we so go. that's good. He's going to pull a Harry and there tell us go. about all his other exactly. accolades. <laughs> all right, that's fine. All right, I don't want to keep these guys waiting any yep. longer. On the line, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up? What's going on, buddy? Well, I want to talk about a lot of things. First of all, we're going to preview the uh, three big football games of the week. Seattle at Philly, Dallas at New England. What's the other one? Green Bay at San Francisco. We have Deontay Wilder on. He's fighting for the championship of the world. WBC title holder already. He's got a rematch against Luis Ortiz Saturday. Uh, pay-per-view, Fox pay-per-view at the from the MGM Grand. So we're going to talk to him later. I'm going to figure out what to bet. Just him to win or him by knockout. We'll do that. We're going to take a ride on uh, Captain Morgan's Riverboat Casino. We're going to go over AFC title odds. So much. These guys have best bets. But, Harry, I want to talk to you first because you had something go on. You, uh, I want to, for people who aren't regular listeners, you have a boss. You had a boss. We went to college with him. His name is Ken. Uh, you live in his home. He fired you. You were his personal assistant. But now... You still live in his house, and uh, in order to live in his house for free, you just do, you basically do everything you were paid to do that you're now not paid to. You're like his manservant. But more than that, you share a doctor. Pretty, pretty you told much, me yeah, a story. Yeah, you told me a story about how you share a doctor, and something happened today, right? Oh, it was yesterday. But uh, yeah, we, we share a doctor, and Ken went to the doctor for a checkup a couple weeks ago, and I went yesterday. and. Um, he insisted that, like, he, he called me from his doctor's appointment and made an appointment for myself. And Good. I said, okay, fine. I, sh- I definitely need a checkup, definitely. So I go, and uh, the female doctor, straight, uh, tells me that uh, your friend, meaning Ken, um, had an issue with you going. He said you had an issue. I had an issue coming there because I didn't want to go, and that basically uh-huh. – he thought there was something terribly, terribly wrong with me. Like I have something mm-hmm. terrible, some terrible uh, <laughs> case of sickness. And when oh. she told me this, she told me uh, the word that he was using basically by telling her the story was he was excited. Excited. <laughs> well, he didn't use, she, that's her word. She used the word to describe how he was feeling that you yes. potentially had something wrong with you. Right. 
right? Huh. And, uh, okay. and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, what a buddy, right? <laughs> wow. And so, what a doctor I got. <laughs> what a yeah, there's a lot man. wrong with this story. The doctor's probably not supposed to be passing along that information. <laughs> yeah. Your uh, good friend right. is not supposed Point. to be ro- rooting for some, you know, uh, you know for my buddy uh, uh, death his, sentence. His servant, his ser- rooting for a servant boy to be uh, uh, deathly sick, right? <laughs> yeah. So what happened? Did you uh, <laughs> confront him on it? Uh, yeah, he's like, uh, he, he, I told him about it and he, uh, couldn't help but start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what excited like, people do that, sometimes. I, I, they I, break yeah. into laughter. Yeah. All right. Well, you seem to have a lot. Well, I'm glad, if, glad to if, know that I'm pretty much not terminally sick with any, uh, sort of, uh, anything, something, you know? Oh, no, uh, you're not. What about that? What about that terrible cough he has every time we see him? That sounds like he's dying. I don't understand every that. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that happen just when you come to visit me, or do you really have this it cough? It is, but she time? said that had to, Brian, that's, she said I had uh, swollen tonsils, and I still have them. She said I have them again. Mm. That's why you're coughing all the time? That's what she said. Flushed into my, into my head, and that I have swollen tonsils currently. <laughs> I've, yeah, I'm, but you have swollen I, everything. I, I, Why should that matter? I, I don't know. Uh, you got it. So what do you do? You just have to cough the rest of your life like that? Taking medication. I got some today. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Jim Cunningham, you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> no, not yet. Sorry. <laughs> All right. If anyone has any thoughts, Maybe email us. Uh, n- not just about Harry, anything really. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. We, we want to listen to uh, some bad beats. We want to listen to your thoughts on Harry, anything uh, on your mind. We will uh, take it. We'll read it on the air. Hopefully, um, if it's a bad enough beat or a lifetime full of bad beats, we will enter you into our degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame in Pahrump, Nevada. Now, Harry, um, you, you the, the more sadness. May, this this is probably the worst news you've heard all week. You went two and five in the gold nugget contest, and that's it. You're done, right? You were bragging. You're a yeah, top. You, you can't know, you can't come back at two and five. Seven back of first place and forty four thirty one and two. And you know it's it's one of those things where like Brian and I, you know, yeah, I mean two and five. But two weeks ago, TCU was covering for fifty nine minutes and fifty seven seconds of the game. They don't cover. Tampa minus four and a half, mm. they win by three. And me and Brian were all over the Bears uh, this past week, also covering for 58 minutes of the game until they allow the Rams to score. Tough beats all over the place. Yeah, Brother Bry's had trouble with these night games. You had the Bears Sunday night, and Bry, you and I both had the Chargers. You had them plus six yesterday. Uh, I had them over 23 and a half team points. So we essentially had the same thing. We needed a Philip Rivers to not throw a fourth interception, but is he done? I don't know. We talked about it on lock it in. I don't know if he's done. I don't know if they're going to do better, but he has been terrible the last two weeks. Well, well the thing is, I mean, he's getting awfully co- close to Eli territory, right? We, we made fun of Eli mm-hmm. for a while. Rivers just seems to go into the pressure. I mean, I don't know. I mean, seeing him live in that Raiders game, he was terrible. I mean, he was some of the overthrows that he had were ridiculous. Same in this game. I mean, it's brutal to watch him. I mean, it's a combination of like play calling and Rivers. I mean, for whatever reason, they get inside the 40 or the 30 and they just can never put up points. You have Booger telling me last night that he's doing a masterful job. Meanwhile, it's three nothing like halfway through the second quarter. Um <laughs> I know, but it's the same thing. We talk about this all the time with the Chargers. It's 20, you know, they're going to score between 17 and 24 points. They can put up 700 yards. It doesn't even matter. And I mean, last night was Mm -hmm. brutal because they should have been up 17 or 20 nothing in that first half. Instead, they're down. 
uh, yeah. you know, with that six points, there was, it was kind of a brutal loss. I mean, it was so it, bad. It was so I think that 50 yard so pass. I feel in like the I'm on the right quarter. side. I just keep losing. Yeah, I think that 50-yard pass in the fourth quarter was as many yards as they had in the whole second half up until that point. That was insane, and then like to blow it like that. Brian loves Booger, by the way. Brian is all over. But if Booger, I hope Booger's on Cameo. I hope I can get him to do like a, a video message for Brian for Christmas or something. That would you would be more excited for that than uh, Ken would be to find out that Harry had leukemia. I think I'm gonna try oh, to I do love Booger. I, I hope they give him like a four or five year extension because it's like I have to watch. I can't miss anything that's said during the game. So I just love to hear what he has. Yeah, it's just gold. Every everything everything comes out of his mouth. All right, parlay kid. Um, yeah, you've been hot. You won a big parlay this week. That was nice, but you lost. Very yeah. sad that Tua Tagovailoa is out. Big hip injury. They compare it to Bo Jackson's injury. Could be definitely season's over. Career could be over. Very sad. You had him to win the Heisman. I also had him to win the Heisman. What are your oh. thoughts on this? It is kind of sad, Sal. He's going to have, uh, well, his numbers for his college career are going to be outstanding. And because of individual awards, won't have much to show for it. He's battled some injuries. Uh, it's unfortunate. I still was holding out hope. I really thought uh, with their schedule coming up, if he would have put up like you know, a couple more really huge games and uh, that you know, Burrow maybe sh- struggles in a game or so, uh, that he could maybe get some of it back. But it's a shame to see. But the good news is, every it seems like, according to some of these doctors, is that he's going to make a full recovery. This isn't uh, the the Bo. You know, it's similar to the Bo Jackson injury, but Bo Jackson kind of played with this injury uh, with the injury for a while, where mm-hmm. you know, two is uh, diagnosed very quickly. He'll be back. And I saw it today, so I think this is an interesting uh, bet. Uh, how many QBs will be drafted before Tua in the 2020 NFL draft? Over two and a half, minus 110. Under two and a half, minus 130. I mean, I, I'm still assuming, right, that, uh, you know, where do we think he's going to go now? I still, I, I still feel like, I still feel pretty good. If the doctors are saying that, I feel pretty good about him going still fairly yeah. high and being one of the top Top three quarterbacks taken, right? I mean, Earl, Earl, Earl got to go ahead of him, right? I, I had uh, I ran that by Furman as uh, as Brother Bride texted that to us, or whoever I t- texted that texted that to us, and uh, I said, "What line you put on two? He said, "Well, one and a half." He couldn't believe it was two and a half. I don't, you know, you got a guy like Herbert and Fromm could have huge games in the next four games and in their championship games and everything else and could be looked at differently. But yeah, I think Tua, a healthy Tua should be in the top two. And may, this might work out for him that he doesn't have to go to the Bengals. He'll have to go to another terrible team, but it lo- won't be Tua. All right, yeah. so Parley Kid and I had Tua for the Heisman. Uh, it's a bad beat. Uh, not really a bad beat. He, I don't know. Burrow was minus 700, minus 1,000 going into this week. So um, not yeah, the worst well, of beats. Minus- I do want to talk about... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Okay, what? He's minus five. He's minus five thousand on some sites now, Sal Barrow. So, so now he is it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's, I was talking yeah, about it's, going it's, Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's wrapped up now. Plus, they've all probably voted two, for it anyway. Two and the Rams have uh, put me into some deep uh, troubles here. Yep. That's yep. Me too. Same thing. I have <laughs> Alabama and the Rams all over the place on my futures. Um, talk about bad beats. I think the worst beat we had. Um, this season occurred in San Francisco, Arizona against the 49ers Cardinals g- gave it at all. Oof. They were up down 26. They were up 26, 23 with a minute left. 
Um, I don't know what they did. They blitzed like 15 guys, and Jimmy G just tosses it up over the middle and throws a touchdown. All right, so they're winning. And then on the um, they get a play and they're running it back, and it's one of those things where they're just they're just giving it, they're just shoveling it back, and it's going to be lateral after lateral. The ball ends up on the ground. Some gigantic lineman somehow touches it and shovels it back. I guarantee that if you look at the replay, number 23 is all over him. It's like leaning on his shoulders, but this guy shovels it back anyway. It ends up right by the end zone. The 49ers pick it up and win. They they win by 10 um, instead of four. They don't kick the extra point. The line was nine and a half, Harry. Have you seen anything like that in pros in a while? It's been a while. I think that Monday night, a few... Uh... Like two years ago, between uh, Washington, Kansas City, that 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 happened too. Yeah. But boy, was that was something. I mean, it was just the, for Arizona to allow the touchdown though in the first place. Al, I mean, like you got to play there for this. You can't be blitzing everybody. And 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 the, your best pass blitzer is Chandler Jones, who's got thirteen and a half sacks. He's the one that guy that didn't blitz. He came back into coverage, and they get smoked, and they give up the touchdown, and then then the hmm. craziness happened afterwards. So crazy. Bad. I mean, awful. And it, obviously. What the line opened? What like eleven twos and went down to nine and a half? No, no, no. It was thirteen or fourteen. It was right up there. In fact, that's what Todd mm. Furman. I hate to keep bringing his uh, horrible name up, but he's like, hey, that's what you get if you're not getting the better of the line. There, you could have had it at a thirteen early in the week, but it's still a bad beat. It's bad. I think they need to do something. That happens in the NBA. They're reviewing it. Everyone could go to their car. They can go home, but everyone's reviewing it. And uh, they see what the play is. There's too much money. There's too much fantasy stuff going on. They need to get that right. Right, Brother Bry? Well, that's the thing, right? Because you, you said at the beginning, I mean, we're pretty sure he was down, right? He's being touched yeah. when he grabs that ball and fires it back. Um, mm-hmm. So why is that not play reviewed? I don't, I don't get it because there obviously are big ramifications in the betting world on that. I mean, I know they, they're going to say they don't really care the game's over, but uh, I think they're going to have to start doing something about that. I kind of think the last play of every game should be reviewed anyway. If that's the idea, you don't want to send the wrong team home or you don't want to send the wrong team betting team home. Like, you know, I think you would have seen that. Not that you could review this. The Chiefs, uh, the Titans guy was offside and the block kick on the last play of the game a couple weeks ago. I don't know. It just seems like too much. Too much could be decided on the last play. Wow. It's an important yeah. play. Just review it. Uh, so I'm watching it again right now. And 100% when the guy flips Number it back and touches the ball. There's there's somebody on him. Like he's down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Game's over. Like they can't let that go. All right, let's go over to three big games of the week. Seattle at Philly is one of them. This was in the Sunday night slot, and then they flexed it. Um, for they switched it up for San Francisco and Green Bay. That's a great game for sure, but I like Seattle Philly. I like this game. Philly's a one point favorite. Over under's forty eight. Uh, you know, Philly, I, it's hard to tell because they played the Patriots defense on the best in, in the game. They didn't look great. Carson Wentz was overthrowing guys. They have a lot of wide receivers who aren't doing anything. I feel like if their tight ends aren't doing anything, uh, Wentz is in trouble. Like I said, it was the Pats defense. Meanwhile, Seattle, everything's last drive for them. Um, they're five and oh on the road, uh, all five wins by seven or fewer points. They're nine and zero Seattle against the spread uh, in the last nine as an underdog, six and one against the spread and straight up against Philly. Um, Harry, how do you see this one unfolding? Hey, you know what, guys? Uh, I'm taking the Seahawks here. I mean, uh, they've won six of the last seven games. 
They've scored 27 or more points in eight of the last nine games. We all know Russell Wilson has been phenomenal with his 26 total touchdowns, just two picks. Uh, I know you mentioned that Philly struggled to get any offense going at home last week versus New England. Philly is just 23rd in the league in total offense and scored just uh, have scored more than 21 points in just two of the last five games. Uh, yeah, Wilson uh, and the Seahawks are 5-0 and straight up and 4-1 against the spread in their last five trips to the East Coast. I, I just don't see too, any, enough offense out of uh, Philly right now to even come close to Seattle. I think Seattle wins this game by uh, by 10. Mm. That's the one thing. West oh. coming East, they didn't do anyone any favors. Uh, they didn't see, do Seattle any favors by flexing this to an early game. I know this only drives me crazy, but now there's only two late afternoon games, good ones, Dallas and New England, which we're about to talk about, and then Jacksonville, Tennessee, not a good one. But yeah, Seattle, they could have made that a 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern kickoff. Brother Bry, you don't like the side so much. You, you're going total here. Uh, yeah, can I say, though, this pisses me off a lot, too. Like, it sucks for Seattle. You go from an 8 o'clock to a 1 o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah. Now you have nine 1 o'clock games, and you have freaking two 4 o'clock games. That That is so the worst. Stupid. And one of them is Jacksonville. It's so I know you have New England Dallas, and they want the huge range, but come on, you can put you can put another game there. Jesus Christ. Um but yeah, I just get I, dizzy I watching that, right? nine games in the morning. And then soon there's going to be know, no well, buys and we're going to have 10 I'm, and 11 games. It's bad. I'm watching that. If I'm watching that multi-channel, like they shouldn't have more than eight games. Like eight games should be the max that they get. That they right. Get time. Yeah. Yes. Your, right. your football provider can't, can't take the amount of games you're having. So that tells you something. Right. Yeah. Right. It's already so small on my screen. If they added ninth game mm-hmm. or nine or 10th game, it's going to be really ridiculous. Sure. Um, so I'm going to, you know, I do like the Seahawks too, like Harry, but I also like the over here, 48. I mean, the total in the 10, in Seattle's 10 games this year, average 53 points per game. The total has gone over in 14 of the last 19 Seattle games. While Seattle may not be able to run the ball that well on the Eagles, Russell's still going to find a way to score points. It's the same thing every week. They're going to probably put up, you know, 27, maybe 30 points. And after last week, I expect the Eagles offense to rebound a little bit and put up points on Seattle's defense because they haven't been that great either. So, again, I think you you could expect this game to come down to the wire where Russell has a chance to win this game at the end. But I'm thinking this game is going to be like 30 to 24 range. So I, I like the over 48. Yeah. All right. That's pretty good. I hope you're right. I hope everyone's right with Seattle because uh, our Cowboys parlay kid have to make up Another game, I think. I, I don't want that yeah. game at Philly to mean anything for the NFC East crown in a few right. weeks. Um, Dallas at New England. Patriots favored by six and a half. Over on there's 46. A lot of people think this number is too high. I don't yeah. know. All the Patriots do is win and cover. Seven and three against the spread. Best in the AFC. Covered 64% of their home games the last 10 seasons. 14 and four straight up and against the spread in the, versus the NFC in the last four seasons. I, I don't have a good feeling about this. Parley kid, you are backing our team, though. I'm going to back the team because I do think this, you know, the six and a half is a little too large because um, I do believe this is going to be an under type of game. I think it's going to go under. You know, the Cowboys and, you know, Dak has been on fire, Sal. I'm going to give him a lot of credit. He's been on fire. I think teams have really gone out of their way to stop Zeke. Now Dak is making them pay, pay big time. Team's going to go back to saying, you know what? Let's let Zeke beat us rather than Dak beat us. Cowboys going to mm-hmm. probably be able to run the ball a little bit here. Some people even say, I heard today people saying, is Zeke done? 
Is Zeke done? What are people watching? Teams are stacking the box against Zeke. They're daring the Cowboys to throw. You saw Zeke make a great catch on a ball that was off the ground Amazing the other day. I think that was a third and down play. Into the end zone. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He's running as well as he ever has. It just teams are making a concerted effort to stop him. That's going to end now. Dak's been too good for that. So I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to win this game. In fact, this is the classic game they're going to lose. And like you said, the Patriots, mm-hmm. super underrated. Everybody's complaining about the Patriots. They just covered on the road, right, against the Eagles. They, you know, they covered. I mean, well, how are people complaining about this? Brady is now saying, right right before the Cowboys, hey, we got to get this figured out on offense. Of course, right before they play the Cowboys. What does that mean? They're probably going to figure some things out, especially against this Cowboy defense, which has been very suspect. But cold weather, Dallas, you know, all these points they're scoring lately, Sal, been in domes, you know, in you know, mm-hmm. you know these nice comfy domes. It's not going to be too cozy in New England. So it's going to be in the 30s at game time, that late afternoon game. And get this, here's a good stat for you, Sal, in terms of the under. The total has gone under in 10 out of the past 11, uh, last 11 games at that time slot, okay, at home. Mm, okay, wow. so, so which, oh, but because I, I'm saying the under, I do think the Cowboys cover this game because it's going to be low scoring. You're going to see something like, you know, 2017, 23-20. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that type of game, win or lose, Cowboys cover. Sorry, if I probably took a little too long on this one, but uh, no, that's all right. And by the way, Cowboys, so, no, so, the Cowboys are they're six and going, two against the spread in the last eight <laughs> as a dog. Okay, but so I'm gonna keep going. Belichick, huh. Garrett. Oh my gosh, that's that's scary a little bit. But six. I know. I know you don't like this number. I know you don't. Because I saw you on unlock it in today. You you like the Patriots, well, yeah. But I, I, I just uh, I just think it's too. You know, everyone's like, "Well, where's the Patriots' offense? Where is it? Like they they'll they'll figure it out." I go on with Simmons. We had a they guest will. in the studio. I, I would have been meaner to him, you know, Simmons. But we have to do the first ten minutes on it. It's all doom and gloom with the Patriots. But by the way, they beat the Eagles. I'm sorry they didn't score forty points. Maybe Brady is, doesn't look uh, super sharp, but you know, whatever. They figure out ways. Their defense is so good that they could afford to yeah. have Edelman throw a touchdown pass and do like weird things like that. And I think like Brady, uh, let's not write him off for dead. No, all Patriots fans like, how do we replace James Devlin? Like, yeah, you figure it out. You figure it out nine <laughs> out of 10 times how to <laughs> replace James Devlin. Um, Dak has four touchdown passes last week. The Patriots have allowed four put- touchdown passes all year. So I think that something gives there. I don't like the points here. I think you have to add two or three points for the Belichick Garrett matchup. We haven't seen a really bad Garrett loss in a while. I think this could be it. Harry, I hate to agree with you, but you're taking the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. And about me and Brian are still trying to figure out if Darren took the Cowboys, the Patriots, or the under. I'm not sure yet. I really don't know. Anyways, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take New England. Um yeah, definitely here. Uh this will be a battle of number ones. New England's number one in total yards against. Dallas is number one in total yards per game in the league. Both teams are also having issues in the running game, like Darren had mentioned. Tony Michelle is only averaging 3.3 yards a carry. Meanwhile, Zeke hasn't broke 50 yards in two straight games. I just don't have confidence in the Dallas defense. In the last two weeks, Cousins and Jeff Driscoll gone four touchdown passes and zero picks versus the Dallas D. The boys are 0-4 straight up and against the spread on the road versus teams with a winning record. And 
in their last five meetings versus each other. The Pats are 5-0 and straight up against the Cowboys, 4-1 and against the spread. Pats win this game by two touchdowns. And, of course, Belichick and Brady versus Garrett, huge mismatch. Patriots by 14. I mean, that's kind of what I'm looking at here. I'm looking at, first of all, I'm looking at what people aren't talking about. People are talking about Belichick and uh, and Garrett, that matchup. I think that'll, down the stretch, we'll see something really bad there uh, from the Cowboys. I also think the defense didn't play that great last week, Cowboys. You mentioned that Jeff Driscoll running for on like third and seven for a first down. Like, uh, you're not going to see Brady probably do that, but there's holes in this defense. They're not completely healthy. So I think it's a good game. Harry, you said total yards per game. Dallas won. New England defense won. Uh, yards per play, same thing. First, New England first on defense. Third down percentage, Dallas first, New England defense. It's going to be great, and it's also going to be the uh, one of the two games you can watch in the late afternoon because the NFL is not going to let you watch anything else. But at night, Green Bay at San Francisco. I think I heard for only the fourth time in the Super Bowl era, all the night games um, – are between teams with a winning record. So all three, you got uh, Houston and Indy. You have, what am I missing here? Green Bay, San Francisco, and then Monday. What the hell's the Monday game? Oh, the Ravens, Ravens and Rams, Rams, right? Yeah, so that's good. Same thing here. I, I, I made a teaser early in the week. I went Green Bay and Seattle, and I got like eight and a half and nine. I just think they're both better than the teams they're playing, even though they're on the road. I trust Rodgers more than Jimmy G. I think I texted you guys when Jimmy G was down 16 nothing, and I said, this is where you want Rodgers or Breeze or Brady. You don't want Jimmy G. He's not going to do it. And then he came back. Like I said, uh, 37 guys blitzed, and he lofted one over the middle. But they have a very tough schedule. I don't believe in this Niners team as much as everyone else. In 16 games, they have the Packers at the Ravens and at the Saints. And I really think from week 12 on, once you get around Thanksgiving, you go about well, who's better. That's it. I think the pack uh, the Packers are better. Parley kid, you agree with me? So I do agree with you here with the packs. The pack getting three points. Uh, Packers are seven two and one against the spread in the last ten after a bye. I don't know how much that means. That's over a ten year span, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, Rodgers has been there for a good part of that, uh, and I think that certainly benefits a guy like Rodgers. Forty Nine ers D has shown a few holes the last few games. Um, they're not as uh, they don't look as invincible as they did there for a stretch. And as we're talking about Jimmy G, you know, doesn't this come down to Jimmy G versus Rodgers? Uh, Garoppolo's been great, so he's been really good. I think even as good as anybody could have hoped for if you're a 49ers fan. But, man, he still seems to make one or two really yeah. bad mistakes a game, especially lately. And I'm banking on that, that he's going to make one or two bad mistakes during this game uh, Rodgers is going to play, uh, you know, a, a good, solid Aaron Rodgers game. And Green Bay, you know, they're going to they're gonna cover in this one. I think uh, this is going to be right. come down to the wire. Field goal is going to win this game somewhere. Brother Bry, you disagree with your brother. You're laying uh, three points here. Over-unders 46. You like the 49ers. Yeah, well, you know, I keep getting screwed on some of these games. And normally I would take the Packers here. Uh, but I just feel like – uh, is everybody going to be on the Packers this week? I feel like everybody already, everybody I've heard already likes the Packers. Everybody loves them. So, I mean, I think it does make sense that the, the 49ers had a little bit of a letdown last week. I, I don't know if you can really look at this last game against the Cardinals because they were coming off that Monday night loss. And, and the Cardinals are, are pretty frisky. But San Francisco should be able to run the ball all over Green Bay. Green Bay has one of the worst run defenses in football. I think San Francisco is going to be able to get at Rodgers a little bit more than they got at some of those other quarterbacks. Uh, so I'm thinking this game is going to be uh, like San Francisco. 
San Francisco maybe 27-20. But again, my main backing is I just think too many people love the Packers already, so I'm taking the other side. You know, it's funny. I thought that with that 49ers, when they were laying six uh, last Monday night against Seattle, I was like, oh my God, everybody likes Seattle here. I'm taking the 49ers. And it just really seems to come back down to uh, not to bring a Russell Wilson against a different game. Every single last drive he's in there. Uh, 49ers offense may not be as good as everyone thinks. Shanahan, these guys are 15th in yards per play, 12th in yards per pass attempt. 14th in yards per rush attempt. I really think unless you have like Prada, Coleman, Mostert, all the Jusic being out is is bad. But when all those guys are together, it, it's nice. But um, they're 23rd also in turnover percentage. So maybe, maybe a little bit overrated. And 7, 18, and 1 against the spread last 26 as a home favorite. Like partly kids says, that dates back way. Well, that might be, we might be talking Joe Montana back there. If you like the uh, total, the over is 8 0 and the Packers last eight as a dog between a half and three points. So, all right, those are the three big games. Let's take a quick break. Hey, finding a new job is a lot of work, but what if you had your own personal recruiter to help you find a better job? Now, ZipRecruiter's technology can do that for you. Just download the ZipRecruiter job search app, let it know what kind of jobs you're interested in, and its technology starts doing the work. ZipRecruiter app finds jobs you'll like and puts your profile in front of employers who may be looking for someone like you. If an employer likes your profile, ZipRecruiter lets you know. So if you're interested in the job, you can apply. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job search app. Based on a third-party survey, seven out of 10 people who found a new job on ZipRecruiter increased their salaries. My listeners should download the free ZipRecruiter job search app today and let the power of technology work for you. Don't wait. The sooner you download the free ZipRecruiter job search app, the sooner it can help you find a better job, just like it did my friend Harry. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Let's talk AFC title odds here. Um, It was once uh, no story here. The Patriots were favored. They were going to run away with it. That was that. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, who's the biggest challenge to the Patriots? Uh, Maybe we should be talking, are the Patriots the bigger challenge to the Baltimore Ravens? I mean, they beat both first place teams. They beat the Patriots. Um, They beat the uh, Texans. They killed them last week. They really could have beaten the Chiefs. That would have been all three first place teams in the AFC. I kind of like their odds at two to one, even though I have the Patriots all over the place. The Patriots are even. Um, These guys have other thoughts. I think the Patriots, you know, they were three to one the beginning of the year. We talked about how these odds change with this team. They're now even. They could lose two of the next six and enter the playoffs, barring uh, a Brady injury or another James Devlin injury. Who knows? I don't know if they're going to be better. You're going to get better odds than even, even if they lose two of the next six, I say still jump on that. Now you should have jumped on it in the beginning of the year. You guys have other thoughts, Harry, you love the bills. You picked them to make the playoffs. I think you just want to remind us that you picked them to make the playoffs. And then we laughed at you about them, but 40 to one, they're going to win the whole thing. Seven and three. Look, uh, Buffalo is still under many people's radars. I think they get Denver this week at home. And despite the Broncos gallon effort, uh, they still lost at Minnesota and probably won't have much left in the tank in Buffalo. So Buffalo should be 8-3 and three, heading into a very important game Thanksgiving Day at Dallas. Josh Allen is starting to put things together at quarterback in his last three games. He has zero picks and eight total touchdowns. They have a good running game and are eighth in the league 
in total rushing yards. This defense uh, ranks third in the league in total yards against. It's giving up less than 200 yards a game passing and have yet to give up more than 21 points in a game through 10 games. And besides the Pats losing to Baltimore, the only other AFC team that played the Pats to a single-digit final score was Buffalo. Um, John McDermott's squad is sneaky good at 40-1. to 1. Uh, I'm telling you, look out for the pride of Western New York since it sure isn't the University of Rochester's football team. Oh, I thought you were going to say Syracuse. You would have been right. Uh, you would have been right there, too. Uh, How dare you? Uh, all right, what's one. their path, good. Harry? How are they going to do it? They'll probably get a five seed, right? They upset, mm-hmm. what, who, Houston? Well, uh, sure. Houston lost in the first round of the playoffs last year by double digits at home. No, can't be, no, no okay. one should be afraid of Houston. And then if the six seed doesn't win, they probably go to Foxborough, and that's how they win that game, and then they have to go to Kansas City or, or uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. They're the last team, right. by the way. The Bills are the last team to beat uh, the Bills. Are the last team to beat the Patriots in New England. Twenty straight for the Patriots. The last team to beat them with the Bills. Who that? I don't even think there are fans around for that, right? Uh, who, who, you know, our friend Larry wasn't even born when that happened. I, I don't know. I don't love this Bills team. I know Harry you picked them to make the playoffs. They're going to make it. That was a good bet. We could admit when we're wrong here. I watched Josh Allen. All I know is he scores forty-two fantasy points against me whenever I'm uh, I, I play against him. Uh, I don't love the he team. He can run the ball too. Uh, Real good. You might get close to forty to one if you bet them in those three games we just talked about. When you get to the playoffs, because they'll be such a big underdog uh, all the way through. Brother Bry, you're going with another big underdog. Uh, yeah. Well, I will say, look, if, you're right though. Put put money in, put a lot of money on the Pats at even money because at some point in time you're going to be looking at the Pats like minus two forty or something. Or, when the AFC this James Devlin thing yeah, doesn't uh, haunt you, yeah. <laughs> doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me. Although I guess you could say, if the Pats played, say the Pats could play like the Chiefs and the Ravens, those two games you might, you know, if you bet both of those games, you could probably get back to even anyway, right? Or maybe even a little better. Um, yeah, but yeah. what I'm looking at, for, if I'm going to look at a little bit of value, again, it, this is tough when you're looking at some of these teams because uh, there's not a ton of value on Baltimore either at two to one. But I, I looked at the Colts at forty to one. Um, currently tied for first in the South at six and four. They have a shot if they are healthy to end end the season on a hot streak here, especially if they win. Well, Thursday night's obviously the big the big game for them. But if Brissett doesn't get hurt. They're sitting at eight and two. They were, they're definitely winning that Steelers game, and they are they're probably beating Miami at home. I mean, that came down to the wire too. So there's a good chance they're eight and two. They already have big wins against the Chiefs and Texans. So there, it's not inconceivable for them to be a three seed or whatever seed they are. I could see them. I could see them upsetting anybody but the Patriots. I mean, I don't think. I still don't think necessarily the Ravens are unbeatable. So. When I just look at the 40 to 1 odds and looking for value, that, that jumped out at me. All right. Well, you know what I said on the show today? I said, I'll lock it in. Like this AFC South, I've had enough of it. Let this Thursday night game, which is a good one, Houston home for Indy, let this be yeah. it. Whoever wins this wins the division. We don't have to see any more AFC South games. I don't care about it. No teams can win two games in a row. Everyone's uniform looks the same. Enough. It's not good for the game enough. Just let the Colts Texans winner just take that four seed or whatever. And uh, God bless you. Uh, I will say Jacoby, I can't make a pick here, but Jacoby Brissett, pretty good sample size, four and zero against the Texans. That surprised me to see that. But uh, forty to one's a, a nice number for them. That's a good story. Obviously, the Ewing theory in full effect. 
with the uh, Colts and no Andrew Luck. Uh, Parlay Kid, you're, you liked what you saw from the Chiefs last night, or you just think it's a good number? No, no, I, I don't. I don't really like what I saw from the Chiefs last night. But that's exactly my point. I don't think the Chiefs have played a really good game in a long time now, and they're sitting at seven, seven and four going into the bye week. Uh, Mahomes has been hurt. Uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, my fantasy stud, has been basically hurt all year. It's another guy out on my fantasy team. I keep winning though. Keep winning with injury after injury. Keep winning. It's okay. Um, but I like I like the number here with the Chiefs. I think uh, we have them at like five to one. Uh, uh-huh. But I think you could even get them a little bit better than that at six to one or six and a half to one. So um, I like them here. So I think if you look at their schedule, they're coming off they come off their bye week and they play the Raiders right at home. Great time to play that. That's a huge game and it's a perfect game for the Chiefs to play. They hopefully get healthy over here with the bye week, and then they'll play a Raider team who might be riding high off another jet uh, win against the Jets this weekend, hopefully. Not uh, so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Not too fast. Let's see how they come out of that game. It's a perfect time. Then they're sitting at 8-4. and four. You got the Pats coming up. Let's say, assume they lose there. I do think they win their last three. I think their last three are kind of soft. And let's say they end up 11-5. and five. That's going to be good enough for most likely a three-seed. A three-seed, who could they play in round one? Maybe the Raiders. It's a home game against maybe a team like the Raiders uh, as, as the sixth seed. And now, uh-huh. they're one team. I, I really do think the Chiefs are one team uh, out of any of these teams that can go on the road and they're going to score points if they are healthy. right? And they can win in the shoot. They can beat the Patriots. They could still put up against... The Patriots or the Ravens, they're a team that's capable of scoring 30 points plus against those yeah. teams under the right condition. So I like them here with, with these type of odds. I think that, you know, Reed, look, I know he hasn't won the big one, but he is a good coach, regardless of what Harry says about him. He's a good coach. <laughs> He'll have them ready to go. They're healthy. These are good. This is a good value. Very good value in the Chiefs. I think this five to one number assumes that they're going to be a three seed, right? I think it has them. I if think we, so. If we could yes. just fast forward to yep. it. And I almost think that their second round matchup, which would probably be against the Ravens, would be tougher right. than the Patriots. I think they could score on the pay, even though the Patriots defense is super. You got Lamar Jackson. He could run for 170 himself against the Chiefs. And, you know, yeah. like I said, they already lost to him. We got a chip on their shoulder. Um, that would be the tougher game to go through. I know that these are not great odds anyway. If you if you see all these games through, but you might want to take the Chiefs as two underdogs at the Ravens and then at the Patriots. You could maybe yeah, get it's... close to five to one, but five to one, five to one isn't bad. All right, I'm still going Patriots. I hate to say it, and they'll be ten and one next week, and we're going to talk about how bad they are on uh, Guess the Lines podcast Sunday night. It's going to be great. Uh, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail, tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Captain Morgan, he talked to me. He doesn't like what's going on in the league. He saw the helmet swinging, Miles Garrett. Mason Rudolph's not dead. I feel like we could talk about this. We don't have to be so serious about it. And I convinced Captain Morgan. I'm like, all right, let, let's bet on something like this. What is the worst or best or most famous use of sports equipment as a weapon. Now, was it this Miles Garrett helmet swing on Mason Rudolph? That gets you three to one odds. Albert Hainsworth stepped on uh, 
on the Cowboys center, Gerard with his cleats, nine to two, uses cleats. Uh, Negan uses the bat in Walking Dead. He did some damage there, eight to one. Daniel Day-Lewis beats Paul Dano to death with a with a bowling pin. That's 15 to one. That probably didn't happen in real life, but you know what I'm saying. What did happen in real life, Elon Nordegren beats Tiger Woods' car with a golf club, 50 to one. I still can't believe that happened. The field at seven to two. Uh, Harry, what's your bet? I'm going to take the field here, and Sal, actually, if you can't believe that, before the Tiger and his wife situation, there was a saga involving golfer Sir Nick Faldo. First, the knighted golfer has been married numerous times, and he left a wife for his agent's secretary. He left another wife for a 20-year-old student. So way before Tiger's deal, a former lover of of Nick's, uh, Brenna Sepilak, did 10,000 pounds worth of damage in London to his Porsche with a 9-iron when he told her he was dumping her. So maybe that's where Tiger's wife uh, got the idea from. Wow. And 10,000 pounds is like yeah. 16 bucks, right? I don't even know how much that is. All right. So she got that idea. <laughs> uh, Paul A. Kidd, what do you think? So I like this list here. So that, that was pretty brutal with uh, Garrett the other day. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen it with uh, Hainsworth and, and, and the Cowboys there. I don't watch The Walking Dead. Uh, my kids watch mm-hmm. it. I've never watched it. Paul Daniel's a good one. You know, you graduated with his cousin, Jerome Daniel. Is that right? I don't know if Jerome. You... Yeah, yeah, they're cousins. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Jerome Daniel. They're cousins, Sal. Nice. I don't know if you ever knew that. And Tiger's uh, wife was, you know, uh, that was well-deserved. I think she uh, she took care <laughs> of business. So I'll stick with the field. So I'll tell a real quick story. Um, with Brow's brother, John. And I'm not sure how, much, how violent this was, but it does involve <laughs> a, a bat and him getting hit right in the head with it. So, what? summer of 1998, Sal, I had my first child. Michael was born. Uh, we had a softball game that weekend, so I had to miss the game. I had a birth, and you know, it took a lot for me to miss a game, right, Sal? So, um, I missed the game. Yeah. John goes. John replaces me at short. Totally not an adequate replacement for me at shortstop, <laughs> but he plays. He takes a bad hop, gets hit in the mouth, and splits his lip, has to get plastic surgery like that day, mm. right? So uh, the next day, uh, we're playing again, Monday night. We have a Monday night game. And my, uh, we bring the, my Michael home that day. My wife, who's, you know, God bless her, she says, Dan, go play some softball. Actually, I, mm. I, I don't know if she told me. I probably begged her to go play. She lets me go play. So John is standing <laughs> in the dugout, Sal, right? There's a small opening, maybe like a three-foot opening in the dugout. We have a fence. We have Big Dave. This guy, Big Dave, we call him, comes up to bat, and he hits, he pops one up. He's angry. He's running down the first. He's got the oh. bat like in his left hand, and he throws the bat towards the dugout fence. Like, I think he just meant to skip it along the ground oh, to no. the dugout fence, but he holds on to it a little too long, and the bat somersaults, and it goes through the opening, and Brother John... Just happens to be standing there, fresh off this plastic surgery on his lip that he had to get. He's he's playing though. The next night he was playing. Sal, the mm-hmm. the, the the fat part of the bat, the end part of the bat, hits him smack in the forehead. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. it bloodied him. And his head was almost like caved in. And, wow, uh, I never heard that one. We all laughed about it really at that time, and we're gonna <laughs> laugh about it now. Pretty much. What a warrior! <laughs> and, and, what a warrior, Dad. And you know, brother John. He, brother John is quiet, but I'll give him credit. He's 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 tough. He doesn't complain about 
And, and he hung in there, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah. He, he, I honestly, he never, I don't, Brian, did he even go to the, did he even take himself to that? I don't even know what happened. I think he just shook it off and finished the game, actually. It was crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just remember him bleeding. It's funny because I was going to tell that story. I was originally looking at that one too. As, as, <laughs> well, I'll say this. Yeah, God bless brother John. And they, I, I think you had to make him a godfather to your kid after that. He probably were on the fence before that, but Michael, that, that's why you had to make him godfather. Right. But I'll say this, uh, that is, I'm not sure that's an assault by Big Dave. And back when I, uh, if I remember anything from law school, that's called depraved indifference to human life. So, like, if you throw a bowling ball off an overpass and you didn't mean to kill anybody, but it goes through a uh, windshield, it's just like, yeah, you meant to do some damage, but not necessarily to the, the guy who got, got his lip uh, butterfly the night before. Um, so maybe not an assault. Good story, though. I like it. Brother Bry, can you top that? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say there's only one true answer for this, and it's Kenny Powers knocking out Reg Mackworthy's <laughs> eye. With a baseball at the Ashley oh, BMW dealership. <laughs> Quite possibly one of the best scenes of TV ever. Um, if you go back and watch that clip, just listening to Stevie Janowski, who to me is the best TV character of all time, just listening to <laughs> yeah, him cursing his head off in that clip is probably one of the funniest things ever. Um, also added bonus that Mac Weather was kicked out of baseball for gambling, which led to him losing this eye, which led to him joining awesome. a bike gang, which led to him kidnapping Kenny's baby. So, I'm starting to think Mac Worthy is very uh, worthy of joining our Degenerate Hall of Fame. Uh, mm. So many good things about that. But, uh, yeah, losing an eye to Kenny Powers might be the best. That's pretty good. That's a great show and very underrated. I mean, I, all my friends love it, but I love that show. And, yes, good for you, Brother Bri, for bringing up Kenny Powers. Master, uh, master closer uh, in his time. Uh, I am going to say along the Harry's lines, I'm, I'm going on the board 50 to 1. Elon Nordegren beats Tiger Woods' car with a golf club. How hilarious is this? He cheated on her. She gets revenge. She grabs a club. First, I don't know where she got it from, and goes to town on his car. And the fact that it's a golf club is so, so great. You know why? Because he's a freaking golfer and the greatest of all time. This is, honestly, this is insane. I love it. I really do. I, I but This is like if Giselle found out Tom was cheating and used like a, a first down marker to destroy his uh, Prius or whatever. But I want to know what happened to that club. Now, I'm a charitable guy now. I see what Simmons is guy. This guy sits in for $91,000. I see what, what charity can do, some money. Tiger, we could laugh about this. Find the club, put it up. What do you think that would get, Brother Brian? We get three, dollars $400,000 for that club? That would be so great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah, do it. Find it. Who cares if you even find the actual club? Who the hell is going to, who's going to challenge it? Just uh, sign the certificate of authenticity. And that's that. All right. It's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right. We've waited a full hour. Want to hear Sharp Tank. Best bets. Brother Bry, you had the Bears. Like I said, the night games haven't been kind to you. That was a loser. Farley Kid, you had Minnesota Golden Gophers plus three weird oh. missed extra point in there. Strange yep. ending, but they lost their their uh, undefeated streak is done. Harry had a winning under parlay. What the hell did I you tried. have, Harry? We'll start. We'll start with you anyway. You had uh, I can't remember who Minnesota, you had. You had, two, Iowa. you had the under in the under in the Bears game for sure, right? Yeah, and under in Minnesota, Iowa. Held, oh, that's right. On, that's what it was. By, uh, what was it? Forty-two total points. Under 44 right. Both hit. What do you like this week? 
Yeah, this week uh, I'm going to go again. I'm going to do another two-team total parlay. This is uh, I've hit two uh, best bets in a row. I'm going to use one of my hidden gem games and uh, odd shark articles, and it's going to be the Nevada Fresno game to go under 51 for the first part of the two-team parlay. Uh, three of the last four meetings between these two schools have gone under. Fresno scored just seven points last week, their lowest to- point total of the season. The quarterback, uh, George Reyna, had three picks. Four straight Nevada games have gone under, and in Nevada's four loss, they have scored a combined total of just 27 points. So, no, so in the first part, Nevada-Fresno, under 51. Second part, I'm going to go Raiders-Jets, over 46 and a half. Five of the last six meetings versus these two uh, have gone uh, over with an average of 52 points in those games. Nine of the last 11 Raider games have gone over when they travel to the East Coast, and six of the last eight Raider road games have gone over. Josh Jacobs has been a solid uh, addition to the uh, Raiders this year. He's approaching 1,000 yards. He's got seven touchdowns. Derek Carr has been a solid game manager. Tight end Darren Waller has been a great surprise with his 666 yards, receiving 56 catches. And look, my boy Sam the St. Darnold had four touchdowns <laughs> last week and has managed to put up 34 points in back-to-back weeks for the New York Jets. Plus, in six of the last eight Jets games, the winner of the game has scored at least 29 points, over 46 and a half here, with under 51 in the Nevada Fresno game for another two team best bet total parlay. Wow. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I'll consider that. Uh, Brother Bry, let's hear from you. Uh, yeah, I've had some shitty, uh, shitty bets here lately. So I am going to go, uh, um, I'm going to go Penn State plus 18. Uh, Ohio State may be the best team in college football, but 18 18 points really seems like an awful lot in this rivalry. This series has been really close the last three years with games decided by one point, one point, and three points. This is a game Penn State has circled, I'm sure, since spring ball. Uh, Ohio State next week is at Michigan, so they'll be looking to get out of this game healthy with a win. I'm not sure they're going to be looking to win this game by 30 points. Um, Ohio State's going to have a close game sooner or later, and Penn State is by far, well, I mean, they had Wisconsin, but Penn State, I think, is the toughest matchup by far on their schedule so far. So I think, uh, that being said, I'm taking the 18 points. All right, parlay kid. Tough parlay loss last week. Had Alabama, Cowboys, good, good, and then uh, Minnesota that mm-hmm. missed extra point at the game. I mean, it would have been a push in that game, but I still could have won some money with yeah. that. But So we're going to go back to a tease, Sal, three-team tease. Uh, here we're going to take first one. Uh, we'll take the Seahawks get plus eleven and a half. I know Harry likes this one. Uh, Seahawks are a five and zero straight up and four and one against the spread on the road this year, and they travel well. The, the Seahawks, uh, you know, Pete Carroll, Sal, he likes the East Coast. He loves it here. You know, uh, his his kids went to school. A guy I work with is actually really good friends with his son, and uh, mm-hmm. might be going to the game this week. He gets pumped to come here. Eleven and a half. They, they, I, you know, I'm not sure who's going to win this, but I like them. You know, yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson always keeps it close. My second game on this is the Browns minus a half a point with on this teaser. Okay, they're coming off a mini bye week. Dolphins defense is amongst the worst in the league, and like it or not, Kareem Hunt is making a difference for this team. Hunt, Chubb, Beckham, Landry. This team should actually kind of maybe it's going to start clicking here soon. It might. But they're going to win that game. And warm to cold, Sal, these teams, especially the bad teams, 
do not travel well when they go warm to cold. Dolphins are going to get beat up by the Browns. And we'll take the Saints plus half a point. They're not going to lose two in a row at, the, uh, at home. Um, and the Panthers, uh, you know, I think, um, I think Allen, the, uh, the shine is off of them a little bit here. And uh, I think the Saints are primed to uh, kind of beat up on them. Kamara runs wild. Uh, so let's take that three-team tease. I know you like it. All right. I think I do. Let me go over this real quick. All right, Harry, Nevada under 51. I don't uh, know or care anything about that. Uh, Oakland <laughs> over 46. Here, here's the problem with your Oakland over 46. You you badmouthed Sam Darnold so many times, and now you need him to throw touchdowns for you. Uh-huh. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it happens like that. I'm sorry. So you're going to be like, oh, that's it. now you have it both ways. You know, like, hey, I want my parlay. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, I told you Sam Darnold sucks, right? That'll be, that'll be one way or the other. You're going to be able to. <laughs> Gloat there. Um, Brother Bry, Penn State plus 18. Man, that is a gigantic number. Obviously, Ohio State's beating everybody by 25 or more or something like that. Uh, I had Penn State on a money line parlay against Indiana. I didn't like their defense at all. They almost really should have lost that game. I just kind of think like Fields could have his way with them. There's going to be a lot of points there. I, you bring up some good stats, but I think um, – I think the last two times Ohio State was a 10-point favorite or more against Penn State, they won by like 40 and and 47 or something crazy. Vermin talked about it today. I'm going to pass on that one. Parley Kid, I'm going to go with yours, even though I don't love the Browns. I know this is the first time they're a double digit since uh, 2007, the Derek Anderson, Brady Quinn years. That's I know cold to warm or warm to cold doesn't travel. I'm all into that. That's the only reason I'm taking Cleveland here. I don't even think that that good. Seattle plus 11 and a half, lock, Saints, lock. We're going three-team teaser, old-school parlay kid. I'm going yeah. uh, for your pick on Sharp Tank. Jim Cunningham, you're owe for, uh, you're, you owe us like $8 million, your $2 million <laughs> pick. What is it? You had Pittsburgh plus three last week. Yeah, I'm going to take the Giants plus six in Chicago. Chicago's a disaster. Matt Nagy uh, hugging Trubisky at the end of that. I think he's lost everyone. So Giants plus six. Mm. I kind of like the under in that game. All right, I guess Giants, anyone getting points against the Bears, what do you, more do you need to see uh, with that Bears team? But I don't see a lot of offense generated with Chase Daniel and Daniel Jones and exactly. all the Daniels in there. But all right, another $2 million on the Giants plus six. Real quick, because we have Deontay Wilder waiting for us. Uh, Brother Bry, where can people catch it? Yeah, I'm at the Brother Bry. Uh, looking forward to that fight this weekend. The first fight was actually a really good fight. Um but yeah, maybe we put uh, a little bit of money on Wild, Wilder by KO. Yeah. All right. Parlay kid. Yeah, I agree with that. So I agree with that. Let's let's put some money on Wilder right there. And uh, thanks for coming to the show, Wilder. Nice job. And um, yeah, I'm at the Chalk Talker. Uh, finished up my road trips to Rochester. Uh, man, a lot of driving, Sal. I can't I, the miles, but uh, it was a good time. Uh, they went winless. Uh, we were hoping for a little bit uh, better results, but uh, um, got to take the good with the game? bad. Darren, what was the closest game? Uh, a point, one point. They lost by a point mm. early in the season. Oh, man, um, that is pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> you need some Seattle Seahawks oh, magic yeah, on that team. It was rough, but look, you got to take the good with the bad. It's part of it. You know, it's part of life. You know, you yep. got to take your lumps and it really, you know, get beat down. You got to step back on up. Right, Harry? Yeah. That's right. Ask Brother John. He got beat down. He got up. He got beat down in the second day, right? The next day. The next day. Uh, you're at the Chalk Talker. Harry, uh, we're, we're glad you're healthy as an ox. 
Uh, where can people find you? Uh, at AO uh, Harry on Twitter. Uh, catch me tomorrow on Clay Travis's uh, pod. I'll kick the coverage. And I got plenty of it to read with my articles in gems, alleged locks, and new to the Odd Shark site is a, a new article I'll be putting up uh, every week, and it's Harry's hypothetical prop shop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> If I don't laugh, I'll cry. So what am I going to do? All right, Harry's got a lot going on. And like we said, we got a, a great bill of health from the, the doctors. Um, no, know, not great. Uh, it was okay. It, was, oh, it wasn't great. Oh, why? Oh, it wasn't great? What happened? What wasn't great? Uh, uh, the size of an ox, too. So I got to lose that. I got to definitely shed some weight and uh, cut out the carbs. Hold on, that doctor. Do you, you tell that doctor to fuck off? You don't need to lose weight. Are you, what do what you weigh? You do not lose you lose weight. It's 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 uh it's plant it's it's plant, according to Ken it's more than him. Well, what is it? You can say you can guess you can guess. You Are, know. All right. More than, is it more than two seventy? No. Yeah. Is it four? Is it four twenty five? Uh, oh, no, that's more than 270. Okay, no, no. All right. All right, so what? You're, well, if it's not more than 270, it's 268 and a half or something, right? Under 270. Okay. Nice. Jim Cunningham, for, what do you think about Harry's weight, and where can people find you? Good luck, Harry. Thanks, bud. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, <laughs> at Jim Cunningham, the eyes are ones, and in Tom Gun Live this Saturday night in Los Angeles, our last show of the year. TomGunLive.com. Nice. Oh, good. That's a yeah. fun one. And you can go, you could you could throw things at Jim if you bet any of his $2 million yeah, you picks if you yeah. want. Otherwise, yeah. just sit there quietly. Enjoy a great show. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then Deontay Wilder, heavyweight champ of the world, is going to talk to us. Stay tuned. Against All Odds is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, now available in New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. If you're not in one of those four states... This might sting a little bit, but I want to take a second to tell you about one of my favorite features on FanDuel Sportsbook, Same Game Parlays. They let you parlay multiple bets within a single game. For example, you can parlay the money line, the over, and a player prop, or spread the first half under and the first three score, whatever you want. For instance, Eagles Seahawks this week. Is Carson Wentz going to throw for over two and a half touchdowns? I don't think so. Did you see their receivers? So you can go under Carson Wentz, two and a half touchdowns, and you take the Seahawks money line. There you go. You have a same game parlay. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, you even get your first bet risk free. That's right. Place any bet, including same game parlays. FanDuel will refund you up to $500 in site credit if you don't win. Just be sure to sign up with promo code ODDS so FanDuel knows we sent you. And again, I'm sorry if you're not in New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, or Indiana. This couldn't have been easy to hear. Now the legal stuff. You must be 21 plus. You must be physically present in Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, or West Virginia. Site credit non-withdrawable expires 14 days after receipt. Terms apply. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Hey, this Saturday night, heavyweight world champ Deontay Wilder defends his WBC belt in a highly anticipated title rematch against Cuban contender Luis Ortiz. That's Saturday, November 23rd. 
MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, live on Fox Sports pay-per-view. And on the phone right now, we're lucky enough to have the champ, Deontay Wilder. What's happening, man? Thanks for coming on. Hey, what's going on? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, good. You sound good. You sound ready for this fight. Not that you weren't ready for the last one, but you, I think uh, I think <laughs> I, I like what I'm, I'm getting a vibe, good vibe here. Just listening to you. Oh, man. I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, um, I'm looking good. And I, I just can't wait from Saturday night. You know, uh, the first time around, you know, I had the flu. It was very bad. I only trained for him for two weeks. And uh, mm-hmm. I was feeling awful. I was feeling awful even, even arriving at the arena during that time. But this time around, it's a different me. It's a different version of me. And I'm, 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 I'm in shape, man. I'm ready to go. And uh, it's going to be an amazing fight come Saturday night. You know, everybody is going to be tuning in. Everybody here that's going to be in the arena, they're going to get their money's worth. And um, they're going to say, we're glad we came to this fight. You know, the ones that can't make it, they're going to wish they came to it and they're going to hate themselves for missing it. Because, you know, you got one of the two dangerous fighters in the heavyweight division going up against each other the second time. Now, we know what happened the first time. It was a mm-hmm. dramatic knockout, but it also was an excited fight until leading up until that time. So I don't expect nothing different. Um, um, in this fight, it will be a knockout. This is a type of fight where, you know, it's not going to be a decision uh, for no ties or, or or a split decision or where, or, you know, what the judges have to, basically what I'm saying, what the judges have to make decision. It's going to be right. a decision where somebody getting knocked out. All right, well, good. I was going to ask you about that because I bet on you. I've bet on you last like three or four fights, and I've done well, except for the Fury fight, which I think you got ripped off, and I really do. I'm not just saying that because I have you on here. I think you got ripped off. I bet that that one wouldn't go the distance, and I bet that that you would win, and you put them down twice, and the judges, like I said, you're probably sick of these judges having to have anything to do with this, so you're going to make it so that it's out of their hands today or Saturday. Oh, most definitely. Well, well, for the Fury fight, you know, I don't think it was more so the judges. I think it was more so the referee, you know, Jack Reese. He said he went out with the spirit of the of, of the sport and not the rules, you know. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, Fury coming over, uh, Middle Eastern guy, you know, as an American, they come over with sob stories. They don't want to come to this coming with sob stories and talking about different things, you know, especially mental illness. Mental illness is a common thing here in America. We all go through different things. We all think about suicidal and things like that, you know what I mean? But it seems like when, other people visit this country and they come out with their story and they suit it up. Mm-hmm. It, we we tend to want to, you know, uh, have be feel sorry for them and, and, and want them to win. And that, I think that what really happened. The story got to a yeah. lot of people. You know, it got to Jack as well, and he made a emotional decision. That's why he said he went off the spirit and not the sport. And um, he took that he took that that. He took that win away from me big time. He did. He, he, he could say spirit or sport, but, you know, as a referee, you should be able to count to 10, right? And he could have counted to 25, exactly. I think, in that instance, but he chose not to. But, um, exactly. yeah, no, I I, I think uh, – and it's weird because you keep fighting these heavier guys. Fury had like 40 pounds on you. I think Ortiz has like 30 pounds on you, but it's a different – kind of fight because fury like leans on you which which weighs more heavily no pun intended when a when a big guy is leaning on you for 10 or 12 rounds or when he's kind of out and jabbing like at you know, like uh, like ortiz did in the first fight which one is which fight do you prefer against the big guy uh you know i like all challenges i like i like all types and styles you know the 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 the, the keyword i mean well the main word 
that floats around or the phrase that floats around in boxing is styles make fights. And, you know, mm-hmm. I prefer them all. You know, each fighter display a different different type of style and the skill and will. And, you know, whether he's leaning on me or whether he's sitting back uh, strategically thinking about his next move, you know, I, I love it all, you know, because what it's doing is giving me the experience, you know, and um, right. to, uh, to go in the ring the next time with someone else or someone else may have a similar style. So it's preparing me for it. So with that being said, I take on all challenges and all styles. So I like it all. Bring it on. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, you said you had the flu in the first fight. Have you taken precautions against the flu? Like, did you did you get a flu shot? Because I'll go down to Walgreens with you right now and get it done. I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> see this again. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I definitely this time around have uh, uh, had body maintenance as far as keeping okay. keeping my body you know, filled with uh, different vitamins, fluid, uh, you know, food, proper foods. You know, uh, I've been doing the right proper things, you know, uh, this time around. Nice. Um, I'm, you know, my immune system, it gets very low at times. You know, my immune system didn't used to get, I used. To, I remember times where I didn't, never used to get sick. You know, I remember, really? um, I only got sick when I went to 2017, I mean 2007 when I went to Chicago at the Worlds and the Olympics and it was so, it was it was so cold there that year. I ended up catching the flu then. And ever since then, it seemed like I've just been vulnerable to it. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm big into essence oils and, and, and um, natural remedies um, um, mm-hmm. for my body. And it's been working well for me, you know, to this point Good. where I feel I'm, I feel amazing right now. So he's in trouble, comes out. Yeah. So it's funny you say you're into uh, uh, like uh, natural oils and everything, because I look at you and it's all good. You're watching out for your body. But I look at I put Mike Tyson as the most ferocious heavyweight of all time. I have Deontay Wilder, right? Number two and rising. Now you have a belt already. You have the WBC belt. How much do you want this ferocious heavyweight title tag that I'm giving you? You're close. Do you want it? Or do you care about being Uh, ferocious? You know, I, I just do what I do. You know, uh, my yeah. work is going to speak for itself in the end. You know, uh, right. all these other guys that came before me, they done their thing, you know, in their in their era. And I'm doing mine in my era. You know, um, numbers don't lie. And uh, it speaks for itself. You know, I'm the hardest mm-hmm. hitting punch in boxing history, period. You know, and uh, when, the, when the end of my career, I will be that, that I will be the, the, the name that people say that was the best that ever done it. You know, when they talk about boxing, they're going to think about Deontay Wilder and how I did it. So, you know, um, I commend all the guys that have done anything. You know, everybody have their own opinions about certain things, you know. But, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not here to compare to anyone or compete against anyone. I just want to be the best and be the best at what right. I do. You know, apply my service to my greatness, you know. It's funny. You, you say that you want to be the best that ever did it. And I was going to ask you about that. Are you a nostalgic fan of boxing in that – you're 41 and 0 right now. I don't know. Do you even know like Mark Rocky Marciano was 49 and 0? Mayweather not same weight class, but he got to 50 and 0. Do you care about those numbers, or they're just too? Is that just too much in between uh, 41 and 50 for you to worry about? I mean, I, I definitely want to come past them all, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But if I don't, if I don't, it's, it's not going to be like the end all be all for me. You know, I'm not going to feel gotcha. like I, I haven't accomplished nothing. But you know, you know, those numbers has been placed, you know, in 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 times of boxing, and um, you know, they're there. So of course, while I'm active in in my profession, of course, I want to I want to you know set my own and break them as well. So 
I'm definitely, you know, looking forward to doing so. But if not, then, you know, it's all good as well. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, this this fight with Anthony Joshua, and so much has happened now between the time you've been trying to set up this fight and that, you know, he obviously lost. He has a rematch coming up against Ruiz. Um, and you have the whole thing against pe- people want you to fight Tyson Fury. If money is not an issue, if you can make the same amount against anybody, you have this fight coming up. Do you want Joshua or do you want Fury or does it not matter to you? Well, I want I want the rematch. You know, uh, it was a controversial mm-hmm. um, fight between me and Fury. You know, it's a uh, we left that one uh, with no one really, you know, un- you know, no one really understand what happens. You know, everybody got their opinions. Uh, you know, uh, wins and loss and draws. Some people have you know him winning, some have me winning, some just think it's just straight down the middle. So. You know, I, I don't want to leave nothing lingering around in people's minds, you know, when they're dealing with legacy mm-hmm. for me. So I definitely want to uh, go back in that one and um, and rematch that one and, uh, and and do what I did the first time, knock him out. You know, so. Uh, right. And after that, after that, you know, on to the on to the next unification, baby. That's what I'm seeking. One champion, one face, one name. And it will happen, That's- you know, and it may be sooner than than uh, we all expect. So. Let's cross our hands as boxing fit. I like it. I, everybody wants to see these. Man, you, you've you've made the heavyweight division exciting again. And yes, let's just hope that you know, the same referee isn't uh, showing up for the the rematch uh, against Fury. But what what is it with Anthony Joshua? Does he? Why is he turning down all this crazy money to fight you? It's like I feel like that his great grandparents leave him like five hundred million dollars, something we don't know about, or something. <laughs> what, what what's going on here? Oh man, you're a comedian today. <laughs> I, I have, I have no idea. You know, um, when you're dealing with the sport of boxing, you know, as we know currently today, that it's been three guys to lose their lives in this sport. And when you talk yeah. about facing a Deontay Wilder, you know, with tremendous power, you know, it's more likely that something can happen to you facing me. So, yeah, I, I never thought, uh, you know. Joshua, uh, uh, I never thought of him <clears throat> having a strong mindset. You know, um, mm-hmm. um, be many times that you know, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to say too many negative things about him, but you know, I'm just gonna keep at the mindset. I, don't, I think he have a weak mindset, and with gotcha. that being said, to seeing what I'm seeing, what I do, and how I knock guys out, you know, uh, he had it in the back of his mind that that can happen to him, and it can happen to any of us, and you know. Bad decision. We all make bad decisions in life, and I think him not accepting that fifty million dollars was a terrible, terrible decision. One that I told him mm-hmm. that he would regret, and I know that after, especially after losing to Ruiz, it probably he, not only he had nightmares about losing that night, but he probably had nightmares of not taking that fifty million as well. Right. And, you know, but you know, uh, I can't control what goes on in his head and what decision making that that he makes. Especially, you know, listening to his his team. I, all I can say is uh, good luck on your career, and I wish you well. Yeah, you know what you say. You can't control what goes on in his head. I think you can. I think you may have screwed up by because you you mentioned something a couple of years back about you maybe a, a, a an opponent of yours could die in the ring. I think you scared him. I think he's he's scared out of his mind. He wants nothing to do with you. Maybe you should take that back and tell him you'll take it easy on him, and then come <laughs> fight night, you do whatever you want, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that you could, you could, you could have something there. That's for sure. You no, know, <laughs> uh, everyone has their own percentages in boxing, whether it's mental and physical. 
and my percentage is mm. my percentage is is ninety ninety six mental and four percent physical. And uh, when you can get in, you know, Mike did it the best. You know, he he you know got in people's minds. So by the time he fought guys, you know, they was already beaten. The war the war is you know the war has already been won as well as the mm-hmm. battle too. So you know, if I can get an opponent's head, then you know they they already done before they started. And I think. You you may be right about that. I, I I definitely got in his head. And then when you see a fighter like me that do what I do, do what I do each mm-hmm. and every time I fight, consist, continuously and consistently as I do it, I mean that'll put fear in you. You know that man. I could be that man that 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 back is on the canvas and 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 eyes is looking up into the lights as well. So you know all that stuff plays a factor in the part. You know especially when you're in the business of boxing. So. Right. I, I totally agree with you 1000%. <laughs> well, listen, I now I'm not saying hold back to uh to get to curry favor with uh, future opponents because I'm going to bet you so now I don't know if you know how this works to in order to win money on you this Saturday night, someone has to risk $6 to win a dollar. So I'd have to risk $600 to win 100. That's for you to win. Oh, wow. I have to risk 300 300 to win 100 if I think you'll knock them out. Now if you win by decision, I lose. You know, if, with that three to one bet, right, which one would you recommend, the the knockout or just the win? We're making the most money. <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, so you say knockout? Uh, You're very confident with the knockout. Almost, you know. Well, you know, you can't doubt me. That's what no, I do. I won't. You can't, you can't doubt Deontay Wilder when it comes to knocking guys. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm a knockout artist, you know, and uh, that's what I do. You know, it's, it's, you know, numbers don't lie. They say men lie, women lie, but lie but numbers don't lie and and my actions speak louder than my words you know i go in and i do what i do and i I'm, I'm great at what i do so you know everybody can definitely expect a knockout you know from me so that's what i go in i ain't going in and just try to play with you or survive or just go mm-hmm. around or give you know people something to see i come in and knock try to knock you out and however it comes it comes and whatever happens after that then you know so be it you know um we signed up for this and and that's something that my opponent I have to deal with in the end. Or if I get hurt and bruised, that'll be something that I'll have to deal with. But at the end of the day, we are all warriors. I respect all fighters that step in the ring. And uh, I can't wait come Saturday night. It's going to be an amazing, I mean, amazing, right. you, amazing fight. You know what? You convinced me. I was convinced before I talked to you on the phone. But I'm betting you by knockout. That's $3 to win one. That's going to be easy. I'm doing it for more than $1. I'll tell you that much. I just swear. I, want you, I don't want you to get the flu, all right? Go sit down, eat pizza all weekend, all Thursday, Friday. I never, I haven't gotten the flu in five years, and it's from eating pizza. So whatever you like, just order out. <laughs> I got you, Roger. That ten four. I definitely, you know, ain't that like pizza and Pepsi? You know, so we gonna be go. all right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Deontay Wilder puts his WBC belt. Big, big title rematch against Cuban contender Luis Ortiz. It's Saturday night. Get it on Fox Sports pay per view. Good luck, Deontay. Thanks for coming on against the odds. I appreciate it. Oh, man, my man. Thank you so much, and you have a blessed day. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Lock it in, FS1, 430 to 530 Eastern time every single day of the week. That's weekdays. I'm on the Thursday night football pregame show on Fox, Colts, Texans. I'll be giving a pick. Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight, every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the degenerate trifecta, Deontay Wilder. And heel producer Jim Cunningham, I'm Sal, saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.